We got clubs for, for everything, for everyone's um, um, propensity, you could say, or their likes. Being a Catholic, being a Christian, one who follows the Lord Jesus Christ, is not equivalent to joining the positive thinking club. In this gospel, Jesus is not saying to us, hey, nothing's going to happen that will hurt. It's going to be okay. He's telling them that their decision, they have a decision to make. And that is a decision either to trust him or not trust him. He gives an imperative. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let them. Have faith. Have faith in me. You have faith in God. Have faith in me. And Jesus shows them that to have faith in him is have faith in his Father because he is the word of the Father. And trust yourselves to me. And as well, he goes on to say about eternal life. It's real. Eternal life is real. It's not fake. And Jesus is preparing our place. Each one has a place reserved in heaven that has been purchased. You know, the interest rates are high. (laughs) The interest rates there, he's covered it all. He's paid the price. If eternal life were not real... The crucifixion would have been the greatest catastrophe ever. St. Paul himself stated, if Christ had not died, our faith, or if Christ had not risen, our faith would be in vain. Jesus is telling us and showing us that the cross is not an end in itself. It's the path to life. It's a path. It's not a dead end. There's this um, famous author. His name's Thomas Kempis. He wrote a book that is it's actually, after the Bible, it's the second most purchased book in the world. It's called The Imitation of Christ. And there is the, the it's in book two, so there are four books. And book two, chapter 12, is the longest of all the chapters. There's a little paragraph I wanted to quote to you about the cross that he wrote. He says, so why do you fear to take up the cross when though it you can win a kingdom? In the cross there is salvation, in the cross is life, and in the cross is protection from enemies. In Christ's cross is infusion of heavenly sweetness, strength of mind, joy of spirit, highest virtue, and in the cross is perfect holiness. There is no salvation of soul or hope of everlasting life, but through the cross. And as we read in that second reading, that Christ becomes a stumbling block when there is no faith in him. But when we have faith in Christ, all things, everything works, works out. The cross 
shows the disobedience of mankind, while it reveals the obedience of Christ. It shows us the perfect sacrificial victim offered by the priest himself. When we stop to take a second look at the cross, I love this stained glass window. It's magnificent. It's the only place I've ever seen something like this in St. Mary Magdalene's. And maybe it's the only one around, for all we know, in the United States. But when we take a really look at that and allow ourselves to be startled by its horror, its contradiction, and yet at the same time to be completely taken in to Christ's love. God's glory. What is God's glory? You hear that, Father, glorify your Son so that your Son can glorify you. I mentioned this before, I don't know if it was here or another parish, but you know, a lot of times we, worldly glory is, I don't know, you go to a concert. I've heard some have gone to, I guess it's Taylor Swift had a concert recently, so I'm sure all the lights and everything, and there's glory, all this glory and dazzle. That's not God's glory at all. God's glory as Jesus is hanging on the cross, is the fullness of God's glory made manifest to the world. And why is that? Because God's glory is shown through his love for us. To what degree he will love me. And if we don't think that we're loved by God, we just stop. Take up a crucifix and ask Jesus, Lord, touch my heart. Help me to feel in my heart how much you love me. Help me to experience it. Because then, then, it all makes sense. You see, what happened in Jesus' life, in his body, in his soul. It happens in his mystical body. What is his mystical body? Each one, when we are baptized, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, that person, that little child, that boy or that little girl or that adult, now becomes another Christ, becomes a, ch a child of God, a temple of the Holy Spirit, a member of the church, hence the mystical body. And therefore, Jesus is not going to, like, uh, just, how would I say protect us from not becoming like him. That is the great invitation of being like him. And therefore, center to our lives on this earth. It's not a cross as a dead end. But as we read in the readings, that we have the capacity to actually now offer, to transform the most difficult of situations into something salvific by offering it in a, as a sacrifice. 
So what Jesus did on his cross, we do with our crosses. And there is no cross that you could say that, you know, this is, this, is, this is a dead end, it's going nowhere. On the contrary, it is amazing what the little things that we do that we offer up, how they're transformational. And Christ's promises have been guaranteed and confirmed by his resurrection. And that's beautiful. You know, just yesterday I went to anoint a man that was dying at, at Ridley and 85 years old and uh, gave, him, gave him last rites, prayed with the family, and you could see he had a worn life. But you know, that body is going to rise again and that body is going to be glorified. It's going to be transformed. No more suffering. No more handicaps, no more diseases, no more suffering. A new life and forever. That's the promise that Christ gives us. And we will meet great saints, people that, you know, we're gonna, hey, talk to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary, my mom, do you want to go for a walk today? Sure. Let's go. You're going to meet many people that perhaps... How did you get here? You know, like, I thought, ah, uh, you thought, here I am. Many will come up to thank you for prayers. Thank you for praying for me. And with this, this is a true story I read just the other day. It's about a jogger. So it's always good to jog if you've got good knees. So this jogger, he always made a habit of when he saw something like an ambulance, he'd always pray Hail Mary. It's always good. So there's an ambulance on his route, jogging, huffing and puffing, he cranks out a Hail Mary. He just kept on going. And he, he, he uh, and this is the story. Well, that woman in the ambulance died. And apparently she went to the Lord. And the Lord told her, said, you know something? That man that walked by, he prayed for you. And I'm going to let you go back again. So anyway, she, she, did, she, she came back, okay? And then he's doing his route like three weeks later, going around, and his lady was outside. She saw him and she ran at him. And he's like, what's going on here? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what? You prayed that Hail Mary. I was dying. And thanks to you, the Lord, thanks to your prayer, the Lord gave me a little bit more time. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So we don't know how strong where our prayers go, but when we unite those prayers to Jesus, there's no end to where they go. And he does many things. And especially those little sacrifices we offer that we unite to Jesus, they are so fruitful. So let us, we are a people, an alleluia people, because Jesus truly has risen.